Hello and welcome. I'm Alison Hornery and today we have a large cast of guests. It's the halfway point of Richard Pietro's 2014 Open Government Tour in Canada and we're taking the opportunity to speak with a number of the city organisers who have convened local participatory events as part of the tour. We want to find out how the tour is being received, what's being talked about and where this open government and open data conversation could go. But firstly, a round of introductions. Joining us today are Richard Pietro, host of the Open Government Tour, and also Bruce Chow from Microsoft's Make Web Not War program, who are Richard's patron for the tour. Hello to you both. Hello, hello. Hello. We also have two of the conveners of the so-called pre-tour gear-up events. I'd like to welcome Connie McCutcheon and Ashley Whedon. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello. And we also have some of the city champions for the Open Government Tour events. We have Jamie Newman from Halifax. Also, Alex Moknatsky will be joining us from Montreal and Jean-Francois Gautier from Quebec. Hello and welcome. Hi, thank you. So let's begin, as they say, at the beginning. Richard, if I can turn to you first. Can you give us really briefly, what, what's the main thing when you first started this tour that you wanted to achieve? The main purpose was just to introduce open government and open data to those individuals that have maybe flirted with the subject matter or wanted to be engaged but didn't know where to begin and um, and provide them with an option, a, a way out. Saying open gov, open data is your outlet. You don't need to run for political office necessarily. You don't need to join uh, a community group. There's this thing called open gov and open data out there that exists here are the people, here are the stories, and here's how you can get involved. So, Richard, at the beginning of the tour, what did you expect your biggest challenge to be? I, you know what? I thought the biggest challenge was, was going to be the ride. Uh, the actual sort of riding the motorcycle, you know, 20,000 plus kilometers. And although I've had some mechanical difficulties in the last week and a half, two weeks or so, um, what has probably been most difficult is actually finding time to work um, on the actual tour itself. Because I'm riding, I'm being a tourist, I'm, I'm visiting museums and art galleries, I'm meeting an int- interesting new people through couch surfing and, and the hosts themselves. I'm, I'm inundated with all of this input and data that I actually need, need to find time to actually open up my computer, answer emails, answer tweets, you know, prepare the weekly updates that I've decided to, 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 do, to do. Like, finding time to work has actually been the hardest thing about the tour, as strange as that may sound. So, Richard, it sounds like uh, you're learning about the challenges of being a mobile community organiser. Bruce, can I turn to you now and ask you from the point of view of being the patron from the tour, what were you hoping would come out of this endeavour? Uh, for me, uh, from Make Web Not War standpoint, uh, we, we really just want to try to push the open government, open data ecosystem, um, get a feel for the landscape across the country, like how the, the uh, different cities are doing in terms of their open government movement. And, uh, and Richard has really kind of uh, built that platform to allow us to kind of learn uh, from each city and see how we can kind of help them out and you know, um, and I think it started a lot of conversations where we can actually continue uh, that, uh, you know, that movement and uh, really carry on that momentum. And hopefully we can, you know, have some follow up events or start up like these open government communities locally um, and support them and kind of just uh, drive change. 
So let me bring Connie and Ashley into the conversation now. You were both instrumental in helping Richard get the formula right for the tour by convening what uh, you called gear up events, uh, pre-tour kind of practice runs if you like. Um, what I'd like to talk about is, is how you think these had an impact on the tour but also how they've made an impact locally in their own right. So Connie, can you perhaps give us a sense of how you saw the role of, uh, of the gear up events and why you, why you jumped in and organised one? Um, I think it was a great opportunity, and I had the pleasure of um, coordinating, working on the Go Open Data event that Richard was coordinating, Bruce. There was a few of us, so we knew each other already. So it was a great opportunity for us in Niagara to sort of get involved with that larger community. For me, it was both really exciting, though, and anxious, because I was first. <laughs> the uh, very first. Someone's always got to go first. <laughs> exactly. And I, I remember um, Richard coming down and there was like rain and I'm thinking, oh no, and he's going to camp. And I think it had an impact on how you held the events and whether you're going to be camping uh, starting off at 11 o'clock at night post-event. That was one of the comments you made to me. Oh, and it's definitely something that I have not done again. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've the, the latest I think I, I pitched uh, my camp has been maybe 8 o'clock p.m. I definitely did not want to do that again. So, Ashley, your experience in, in convening the Gear Up event in, in Grey County, um, how does that compare to, to Connie's experience? Uh, and also, what do you think is the best thing that came out of the event for the people who were there from Grey? Yeah, I think we, we had the luxury of kind of being the, the last leg of the Gear Up event. So um, we were maybe... Uh, a little had a little more tested ground than than the first two, so we got the luxury of that. So that was great. And um, I think for us in in Gray County, uh, it really started the conversation around open government. I mean, it's it's entirely new to to most folks in our neck of the woods, um, or maybe not new, but nascent. And um, it definitely opened the eyes of, of a lot of folks in the crowd. We had primarily elected officials come out and attend, which I think was maybe a bit different than um, some of the the audiences that Richards had either in the previous gear events or since. And I think that shaped some of the conversation a little bit around how um, our political leadership can kind of help promote that or forward it. And the result has been um, some really great conversations with our with our warden and with, uh, with members of senior staff that were in the room around, you know, how do we integrate this into other projects that are going on? So it may not be an open government sort of project on its own right out of the gate, but people are thinking about how to bring that into the things they're already doing, which for me um, is really, really amazing to see happen. Cause so having Richard come and attend kind of helped further my own cause a little bit that mm, way. Mm, fantastic. Connie, how about yourself? Again, putting aside the, uh, the nervousness of the first event jitters, um, from the participants' perspective as a, a topic and a theme, how do you think it was received? It was really well received. Um, we've had, you know what, it had a great impact for us. At the event, uh, I had an opportunity to introduce some folks that didn't know each other, but I knew of each other, and I kept thinking every time I'd be talking with each of them, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could connect this group, our Niagara Connects group, with our Software Niagara group? And Richard's event um, in Niagara facilitated that, and we've also even had some follow-up conversations, and we're thinking about, um, we're just planning a regular meetup for all those people to get back in the room again to continue the dialogue further. 
Okay, so just briefly, uh, Ashley, if I can come back to you. From the Gear Up event that you held, what do you think is the biggest learning that you would pass on to, uh, you would have passed on to Richard to inform the rest of his tour? Um, and I think, Richard, you can maybe answer some of this too. Uh, we, we learned a little about the structure of the event and, and how to kind of lead into the conversation a bit better. Um, because it was such a new topic area to virtually everybody in the room, um, I think starting out of the gate with talking about sort of the ins and outs of um, the technology or the the structure of how that works um, maybe kind of mystified some folks. and. Mm. Uh, instead of starting with sort of the the notions around culture change and um, uh, transparency and sort of the 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 ideas that are coming with civic engagement and greater civic engagement through Richard's tour or through other conversations that are happening. And so I think giving people a soft place to start or something that they can kind of find inspiring or to to wrap their brains around before we dive into the um, the actual uh, nitty gritty parts of what open government and open data look like um, uh, for us, I think, was the biggest lesson learned there. And I would tend to agree with what Ashley's saying. Uh, really sort of her event, the third Gear Up event, was where I think what the tour ended up looking more, more like than anything else. Because one of the things that was happening um, was that for the first two events, it was, it was mostly me being sort of the, the production team, the animator, you know, arranging for emails, and there was a lot of dead, quiet spots in between sessions. And actually, I remember it was, I think, right before your event, Ashley, that I, we had a call, and I said to the city champions, I'm going to need your help. Uh, I thought, I, you know, it would be easier to, to do it, but there's just too many moving parts that I'm going to need your help to be involved. And that's the one time where I couldn't find a place to, to do the call, I think, and um, I, I got kicked out of a church. <laughs> I As found a did. quiet place somewhere. I, I, I found a quiet place. It was just a building. The door was open. It was a tiny little sort of, you know, communal type church. And, and the people came in and said, you can't be in here. So, um, yeah, that, that was sort of at that time where I learned that the city champions would really need to be much more active into the conversation than I originally anticipated. And that's where with Ashley's event that uh, the, the final image of what the, the event would be geared towards started taking shape. And Connie, what do you think the, the biggest learning was for Richard out of the first Niagara event? I think I, I was going to logistics because Richard, I recall like, you know what, you're trying to set up the everything. Do, do you remember the few panicked minutes? We're trying to get the Wi-Fi going. We're looking for speakers. We're getting all this stuff. It was a lot of logistical stuff just before the event even started. And I, and I remember saying to Richard, it's not Toronto either. So the crowd might be different than what we're used to in a Toronto event. Okay, well, given that there were some important learnings there and, uh, and that uh, the Gear Up events and the final Gear Up event in Grey County sounds like it ended up being the, uh, the template, I guess, on which the, the rest of the events have been modelled. Bruce, can I just ask you, you were at the Toronto launch event. Um, how do you think those Gear Up events then helped that, uh, that first launch event uh, for, the, for the tour? The pre-events really helped us out with uh, smoothing things out and, and really when by the time Toronto hit, um, besides like certain technical difficulties that we've had, um, after that, like the conversation itself was really smooth. Um, it was it was uh, uh, it started off with a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a panel where there was the panelists that were talking a lot. And then once the the conversation, uh, the ball went to the uh, audience, it, it, it uh, made it for a really interactive conversation. And I found that to be a lot more effective. 
Mm. And um, and I guess Richard could probably talk about whether, you know, that that has kind of uh, continued on in the rest of the events as well. Okay, so let's turn to uh, to some of the other events that have happened over the, the first half of the tour. Um, Jamie, if I can bring you into the conversation now and your event in Halifax, I guess um, with Richard having had a couple of events under his belt by the time he got to you that, uh, that you benefited from that experience. But thinking about, uh, you know, the, the pre-event time, what were you expecting and hoping might come out of the, the Halifax gathering? Oh, um, yeah, it was, I think we had a bit of a, an understanding here in this community of, of what the concepts were. And I, we'd had a, a, an event previously where we had people out and table sessions where we discussed different issues that people were having and kind of introduced all the concepts. And so we were maybe a little more advanced than at least, uh, Georgian bluffs. Um, but there was, you know, we, uh, we were really wanting to get, part of a national sort of a of a circuit there and 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 richard the rolling dynamo at that time came in and <laughs> and hooked us up to the uh to the national circuit and it was you know the the event the people are still are still talking about it and 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 they were you know really really happy to uh to be involved so for you what were the highlights from your event uh i guess the highlights for me were um you know just there was we started off and and Richard Richard said after the event you know he he, he it was a different sort of tone hmm. that um you know Rich, Richard said is is a fanboy and and what we kind of went for was kind of a, a full out kind of discussion um I'm a, I'm I'm the uh the vice president of a organization called the Right to Know Coalition and we've advocated for freedom of information legislation for for the past 10 years now um and improvements to that so that that kind of really entered into the conversation in in Halifax which wasn't I don't know if that was as much the same sort of discussion but for me it's a critical kind of discussion that you know without you know the way i understand open government uh, based on my background is that open government is the medium and freedom of information and access to information and all that kind of stuff that's that's the actual content and if we don't have strong legislation if we let that slip then you know as much as much fanfare as we have for the concept of open government we uh we're going we're going to re- retract as a as an open sort of government not not capitalized so i guess that was kind of like the bit the big thing from our event we also we also had booze so that was uh that was that was a little different than some of the other other settings so it was you know the the carlton here in halifax was a pretty great venue and they donated their space and so that was uh that was great and you know we had a good mix of of people who who you know were in the know you know former politicians and and public servants and and um but we also had a lot of a lot of citizens so it was a good mix of in the crowd i felt and you know, and Richard did a heck of a job introducing the concepts, and then I think the panels went really well into not being as much just you know this this is great thing, let's all get behind it, and more or less let's explore it in all of its facets the the good a lot of it was the good, but also the uh, the challenges that we could face 
moving toward this and not recognizing that this isn't a silver bullet solution. Mm. There's a lot of things that go along with open go- open government that we need to covet with our with our current government. So, I guess the long and short of it is that uh, that that. <laughs> There's just one thing I'd like to add is it's something very drastic about the open government tour happened between Montreal and Halifax. I've credited Jamie uh, for being the great city champion that he was, and I've credited also Alex for for helping grow the tour because one of the things that I've been saying about the open government tour is that it will learn from itself, and as the tour moves forward, it will learn from its previous events. Montreal, I don't want to say was a failure by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a lot of learning opportunities for Montreal. And I, I documented them thoroughly, tweeted about what was gonna, needed to, to take place. We got a lot of feedback from the folks in Montreal. I brought all that feedback over to Jamie. And lucky for the tour, Jamie had an incredible vision of what the events would look like. And, and although, and this was probably one of the hardest things for me to do for the tour, was putting into, like, I had to practice what I preach, and I had to remove myself from the tour and say, yes, this is Jamie's event. It's not my event. And and Jamie executed on his vision. And and the format that essentially he brought in, at least the the, the nuances that he brought in, are still in existence today in terms of how the event rolls out, how we discuss with the... uh, uh, with the invited de- with the invited guests, and uh, a lot of the credit has to go to Jamie and Alex with the Montreal event for making the awesome transition between these two events and and making the tour that much better. So that for me, that was the biggest thing that happened in Halifax is if we had perhaps uh, I don't want to say a weaker city champion, but Jamie knew what was going on. He he knew exactly how the event should roll out. And uh, he went on and did it, and, and I piggybacked and copycatted him ever since. Well, I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't deserve all that congratulations. But really, the big thing there was that I missed to say is that I think you know Richard and I were coming at it from, from a, a similar viewpoint, but just a little bit of different styles in the sense of Richard's openness shone through and it was amazing and I've, I've thrown a bunch of events and I've never thrown an event that was that turned out like this in the sense of you know we kind of made the structure that I like to come into events be a little more subversive and have Richard's personality and openness kind of shine through over top so you, you got that I guess the term I use you got that sense of you know this is open but it's not as open. It, it's shy of pandemonium, right? It's not people don't get, get feeling <laughs> uncomfortable and stifled and all that kind of stuff because that underlying structure kind of was always there, and we we kind of stuck to that a little bit. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was not. It, I don't deserve all that congratulations, Richard, but thank you. It was definitely your event, and and it was just a little bit of my interjection that I, I, I hope helped out. Look, it's really encouraging to hear that the event is evolving and learning as it goes, which, uh, as, as you know, Richard has, has said, that he hoped would happen um, as part of the tour. So now let me bring Alex and Jean-Francois, the Montreal and Quebec uh, city champions, respectively, into the conversations. Now, uh, guys, this would have uh, been a very interesting part of the tour, I think, bringing the French-Canadian dimension to it. Um, 
Alex, if we can talk about Montreal first, given that that was the, the, the event that uh, was held before then Quebec followed. Um, how did that multilingual, multicultural dimension uh, play out? Well, I guess it first played out in that it was a bilingual event, um, a fully bilingual event, which um, originally we weren't actually even planning uh, to do. And then I really, um, uh, I think it was a, a really great thing that through the planning process, it became, it moved from this, uh, like Anglo event, very English. It was going to be Eng uh, 100% English. Then it became a uh, fully bilingual event. So that was the sort of one of the aspects of that event. Um, and I think also, uh, just in terms of the diversity of people who were involved, that also showed, um, to a degree, sort of the diversity of Montreal and the various people who are involved uh, with open government and open data. And Jean-Francois, the, the Quebec event, uh, was that much the same? Uh, how, how, how was the, uh, the Quebec event kind of positioned, I guess, in, in the context of the overall tour? And what kinds of people came along? Well, we had, uh, I guess, uh, quite uh, different different people around the table. But we, uh, I guess, we uh, first the event in Quebec was uh, only in French all the way, uh, and it was, uh, I guess, with people that were there was a few people in the room who didn't know much about open government, but we had quite some good experts around the around the room, and uh, we even made the contact with the friends. So. Uh, we we uh, we joined by Skype with uh, uh, Cyril Lage and Armel Lecoz, who made themselves a, a similar uh, tour in France. So uh, Armel did a tour for six months on uh, on uh, getting all the different mayors and, and the different candidates. So it was quite interesting to hear them at the start of our event and they explained to us how they how it goes and how they did try to engage with the political people in France so it was quite interesting and then the this the discussion started on really i would say the really interesting subject on, on how the politicians people can get involved and how we should made open government happen so it was, uh, I guess, Richard, you can <laughs> reinforce this, but uh, it is. it was to me a really good opportunity to get people together, people that don't, that did not actually never met. But uh, the main, I would say, the main result of the event was the fact that uh, we had, uh, you know, during the conversation, we, uh, the conversation, uh, there were opportunities emerging from the conversation and there are even a project going on in Quebec right now, which is the direct outcome of the conversation that we had with Richard. So it was quite an interesting conversation. The, the, event, the event in Quebec was, was terrific for, for so many different reasons, like what Jean-Francois said, but he's being very humble right now. One of the things he failed to say is that he essentially put the event together in about two to three weeks. Because we like the tour did not confirm Jean-Francois until after Halifax. The, the Halifax event took place, and I was sort of rounding and continuing my tour across Canada, and I did Cape Breton. And it's a, it was maybe, like I said, a couple of weeks before the actual Quebec City event that everything was confirmed uh, with Jean-Francois. He took on the challenge. He brought 
some great guests from France, like Armel and Cyril, who were just saying a moment ago. And uh, he was very kind as well to help me learn the language. Now, although I'm French-Canadian and French is my first language, I don't speak business too often in French. And in the span of about 12 hours, I was speaking heavy-duty French language, uh, talking about open web and open data, and Jean-Francois was very patient with me in teaching me the right words and, and, you know, sort of walking me through the process. So in a very short period of time, Jean-Francois was thrown to the lions, and he beat the lion, and he taught the lion. So it was... uh, He's he did an amazing job, and uh, and we almost the idea was there. Uh, the the conversation was so engaging in Quebec, in Quebec City, I should say, that first of all we didn't take a break. We usually take a break in these events, usually between eight o'clock and eight ten or something along those lines. The conversation was so engaging that we we went straight from six thirty till about nine forty five. And the folks in the room said, you know, this was so great. Can we participate in future events via Skype? And unfortunately, because we're, you know, this was sort of vacation season, we were not able to organize for Winnipeg. But the, the Quebec City um, attendees uh, were just tremendous. They were right in there. And that's all thanks to Jean Francois. Once again, another very strong city champion. And, and all of the cities have had very strong city champions. Well, it sounds like the city champion role is, is obviously pivotal to, uh, to these events working. Now that uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about, um, about Quebec, can we turn uh, back to Montreal just briefly? And uh, Richard, you mentioned earlier on that there were some fairly significant learnings from the Montreal event that really pivoted the way the, uh, the, the rest of the events are kind of rolling out. Alex, you and I have had a, a brief conversation about some of those. Can you just highlight perhaps some of the key learnings that you think specifically um, that came out of Montreal that Richard has, has now taken on board and adopted for the benefit of the rest of the tour? Right. Um, well, I think one thing that came out uh, in the Montreal event, because in the Montreal event, I, I really do think it was a, a success in the end in terms of building conversation where there was none before and having audience members who left um, the open um, government tour and then started debates uh, around uh, open data and open government in terms like standardization that they might have not uh, been talking about before. But I also think that, you know, there was certain aspects of our event that didn't um, maybe didn't click. And one of them is that Open data is just such a broad topic area, and it's for people to get into it. There's just so much to cover, so uh, many interesting issues and discussion points. And I I think that um, what happened uh, was because we had uh, um, a diverse collection of experts who could speak really rapidly about very technical subjects, uh, it took a while before audience members who are not already engaged in the topic uh, could latch on, could, could get into that conversation. So, um, for instance, I had um, someone who was a f- former public servant talk to me afterwards and said it was really only once someone made, um, you know, a comment about the, the fact that once one of the uh, our participants talked about how difficult it is for public servants to acquire data from external departments sometimes. And she said, now that's what I understand. I'm, I'm I'm getting, uh, I'm kind of getting what the issue is here. But so I think one of the things that could be improved upon, and I think Richard has definitely taken from that, is being able to clear, 
some terms up you know, right from the start. Exactly what are we talking about when we're talking about open, open data and open government? So um, that was one thing. I think another uh, aspect that was a bit of a learning experience in Montreal was getting really to the local context and the local issues that sort of contextualize open data and open gov because they're really relevant to the people who are there in the room who can really, again, latch on to the issues around open government. And I think uh, um, that was something, because Richard came in with a very, um, it's a very strong and uh, it's the it's rock show, right? Which is um, really great in terms of turning up the passion around open government, um, but also um, getting to those local um, issues allows people in the audience to, to know, to think about, for instance, in Montreal, that there's an ongoing contest around um, the snow removal app, open data and snow removal. And this is something that people in the audience could say, oh, this is why we need open data. Um, so I think those are two aspects uh, that I think we're learned from uh, in this event. And I'd certainly encourage uh, everybody to take a listen to the extended interview that I did with Alex after the Montreal event to, uh, to learn more about that. So really interesting to hear also uh, the different perspectives of the different events and uh, the, the, way they were, the way they were run, the kinds of conversations that were had and also some of the feedback that's starting to come through. So Richard, if I can ask you now, from your perspective, given that you're halfway through the events, has your perspective changed about what you would hope, what you had hoped would come out of the, uh, the tour and what you now think the challenges will be? Yes and no. So I'm going to say yes, my perspective has changed in that there's a big problem. Politicians, more often than not, have ruined the name of civic engagement. I mean, you don't see it so much at the event, but I see it on the road. Um, anytime someone comes up to me at a gas station or, or, or a small restaurant or whatever, and they ask what is open government, and I tell them, and the first thing they say is, yeah, those politicians are awful. And I got to tell them, no, no, open government and open data is not necessarily about politicians. It's about civic engagement. It's about being involved in your community. It's about this collaborative spirit. And, and although the people on this call and many of the people that come to our events they're somewhat engaged and they somewhat understand it. So once again, like I said at the very beginning of this interview, the purpose of this event was to give context. You know, what is open government? Who are the people and what are the stories? But there are millions of Canadians and, and just people around the world who, as soon as you say civic engagement, all they think about is bad politicians and that we need to yield the hammer on them. That is going to be my next challenge, my sort of personal challenge to sort of get that branding away from the politicians. I never thought the tour would become as large as it's become in terms of its impact. I mean, we've got people in the States involved. We've got people in the UK involved. We've got people in Australia involved. We've got people all, all around the world somewhat talking about the open government tour and getting them involved into the tour I think there is definitely that possibility that this could become something, right? Like, th this has the legs. I never thought it would be that. And aside from continuing my mission to, to get that bad branding away from politicians, I think the open government tour 
as its own thing is something that I want to continue working on in the future. And I, I didn't think that would happen. Well, it seems like it's uh, it's taking on a bit of a momentum of its own, which is which is terrific to see. Now, what I'd like to do is is just uh, go back around the circle and ask uh, everybody a, a couple more questions. What I'd like to to ask each of you is what you're most optimistic about now as a result of having been involved in the tour, uh, and also what kinds of opportunities you might see there being uh, for keeping these exchange of experience, exchange of ideas and the dialogue between the cities and local groups going uh, beyond the, the tour when it finishes in September. So, Connie, if I can turn to you first, what are you optimistic about and how do you think we can keep the conversation going? Um, one of the things that became apparent to me at the Niagara event was I was really happy to see that we seem to have the right mix, even though we're not as large as some of the other cities, right? That we still have the development community. We still have those engaged citizens. We had a conversation in our event about combined sewage overflows that was so passionate, it kind of really threw me. (laughs) As bizarre as that sounds, right? Um, I've had conversations with two of the parties about having regular meetups about the event. Our biggest challenge, and I think that other areas are going to have this challenge when they move forward, is um, a lot of us are, um, say, nonprofits, government, folks that work during the day, and the development community and some of the other folks, um, they're not able to meet during the day. They're at their jobs. So we're trying to figure out when does it work to meet in the day, in the evening, right? It's a real um, challenge for us to figure it out. But we're going to get past that. Ashley, what about yourself? What are you most optimistic about now as a result of the tour and where do you see it going? Um, I'm I'm most excited that people kind of get it a little bit or they're at least talking about it. Um, I kind of come from working in larger urban centres and have, have moved into Grey County and we're a largely rural um, area. And, uh, and, and not that that sort of changes things, but it, it's just there's different issues on the table. Um, and so going from... I think the start of Richard's event or even before it, you know, talking to people and kind of being like, well, I'm going to come out to this because you've, you've needled me enough about yeah. it uh, to actually talking about, um, you know, well, this is something we need to do and how do we make it happen um, is really, really exciting. Um, I've taken on a new role where I'm working out of IT. So, so I'm kind of positioned in a place where we can kind of start driving those conversations a little bit and, um, we have uh, we have some open data already. We just haven't we haven't done a, a, a huge push on promoting it. We have a lot of open GIS and, and mapping data. Um, so I think it's a good start. I think that's what's most exciting for me is to sort of have um, some key players within within our organization as a as a local government um, talking about what this means and kind of championing it. Um, which means we're better able to kind of go out and start talking to other people about it. Um, Because if you don't know what it is, it makes it awfully hard to start a conversation. Um, uh, I think that that for us, that's really the the big starting point. In terms of keeping it going, um, because it was primarily folks within within the county family that were there, um, I know that we've had a couple local... uh, clerks and, and senior executives from our member municipalities continue to have that conversation with me around, you know, how do we work together on this? Um, and certainly um, between, you know, some of the political leadership that was in the room and some of the, the administrative leadership was in the room, um, it's now on people's radar. And, and so when I bring it up, we can start looking at those kinds of things. So that's kind of on the on the roadmap for the next little while in terms of looking at what that might mean for Great County. 
Jamie, what are you most optimistic about as a result of the tour? Um, I guess uh, here in Halifax, uh, Rub definitely started a conversation um, that uh, you know it was that as I said we we'd started it, but um, there's there's a lot of different government entities now that that are are very keen on this. Um, we've connected since since the event with uh, with a group called well I'm sure everybody knows Mars out of uh, out of Toronto. And uh, um, we're gonna we, we're looking to run an event in September. Well, maybe not September. It's getting close now. Probably October, where we kind of do a, a a bit of a problem solvers inc type of an event where we uh, just have some tech people in the room. We have some business people in the room. We have some citizens in the room with some problems. And you know, in the course of a of a two hour session. We get some some key ideas on exactly what it takes to to solve your own problems, you know, or who, who you have to who you have to talk to, you know, and just by at the end of the event, kind of give an idea that, you know, it's not that difficult, right? Like it would seem impossible previously, you know. We can we can continue on with that. So it's just, I, th- I think from the event, it was just kind of inciting that kind of drive that that you know our uh, people want to support these types of events. You know, we're we're bringing people out. People are getting excited about it. So I uh, I guess that would be that would be the big uh, takeaway from from and and why I'm optimistic about uh, about the open government tour. Great stuff, Jean Francois. How about yourself? From to, to me, the I would say the main the main uh, result of the tour is the fact that you know in Quebec uh, I represent an organism who is uh, in charge of organizing what we call Assise Nationale du Numérique. So it's a kind of a big rally that we want to do throughout Quebec to get people together for the first digital plan, national digital plan in Quebec. And the fact that their tour had is the in, in Quebec City. It was the first time that we kind of, uh, you know, put people together to create the momentum that we will need for the Quebec event of the Assise. So uh, it's for us, it's a, it was a great opportunity to get people to meet because open government is at the heart of a digital plan, as you know. So uh, we could, in the, the event, discuss this uh, this issue. And for me, uh, it was quite an opportunity. So uh, the people that were there, I guess many of them will be in charge of the in the of the uh, will be involved in the organization of the Assise Nationale in Quebec City. So it was quite an interesting result, on my point of view. Brilliant. Alex? Well, uh, I think um, what I take from uh, Richard's tour that is really uh, inspiring for me is the fact that, uh, and I can, I mean, Richard states this is, is one of his goals, is, you know, uh, it's not, this tour is not for the open data geeks, like the people who already can speak the language, who already know the issues. Uh, really, this is for um, the everyday citizen who's not necessarily, um, you know, talking uh, techie terms, what I did really see was that people who are unfamiliar with these terms, who are unfamiliar with talking about open data, leaving the event and, and, and discussing it. And I think, you know, if, if I add on to that, I also, um, maybe a second optimistic thing is also just the fact of linking, you know, if you're following the Twitter feed, the, the open government tour, uh, Twitter feed, you're seeing a linking of people across the country um, who might have not been linked before. And so I think 
those are really two um, positive and great things that are coming out of, uh, of out of this tour. Great. And Bruce. Yeah, for me, um, I'm just very optimistic about uh, like how um, across Canada, there's really a huge appetite for uh, open government. Um, and Richard, like I'm just so proud of him that he's like raising the awareness and really sparking these conversations. Uh, one thing I really wanted to kind of see was that uh, the conversation continues and just the feedback from all the cities so far, it looks like the conversations are continuing and uh, and we're actually doing stuff about it which is great um and and we're going to get some really tangible results um and i i think when i first talked to richard about it i was like you know even at the toronto event i was like you know i'll be really happy if we get one citizen civically engaged and um and really one of the best feedback i had from the toronto event was this guy just came and said like after the conversation came to me and said oh my gosh, I didn't know the city had open data. I didn't know it was available. I didn't even know it existed. And he was like so excited to even like look into it and kind of like, um, you know, look for information that he was, you know, really interested in. And really that's, that's really what we want to do is want to enable these types of advocates to be able to kind of um, achieve, uh, you know, the, their goals on, on what they are, they're trying, the, how they can drive change for the government. Thanks for that, Bruce. So I've got a couple of final questions for everybody uh, to really get down to uh, the tin tacks of what this tour is about. I'm going to ask each of you to tell me one word that you'd use as a result of the experience you've had with the tour, one word that you'd use to describe open government in Canada. So, Ashley, uh, what's, your, what's your one word to describe open gov in Canada? Oh, geez. Um, exciting. Jamie? Excite? No, that was already used. Uh, let's go with vibrant. Vibrant. Alex? Curious, because I think that open government, uh, OGT, is all about exploring and becoming curious about government. Connie? Optimistic. Jean-Francois, you can choose an English or a French word. Uh, in English, I would choose a challenge, because it is a huge challenge to get all the people, uh, political people and the citizens together to create the open government movement. Mm, indeed. Bruce? Uh, fresh, because I think it's like, a, a new, you know, like really new and, and uh, I think it's going to be the next big thing. And Richard? I hate to be predictable on this one, but um, I'm going to have to go with fun. <laughs> Great. All right. And finally, I'd like each of you to give me one word to describe Richard from the point of view of people who are going to be experiencing him on the tour as he keeps going, but also to give our listeners a flavor of, uh, of what it's like to experience Richard in full flight in one of these uh, events that you've convened. So one word to describe Richard. Uh, Jamie, you can go first. Open. Ashley? A character. I mean that in the best possible sense. <laughs> Alex? <laughs> I guess I would say spontaneous or can think on the, quickly on the spot, solve problems. I don't know if that's spontaneous, but yeah, that's what I mean. Bruce? I'm taking sizzling this time, <laughs> and Richard would get it. <laughs> Jean-Francois? I would say refreshing. <laughs> and Connie? Artist. What a diversity of perspectives. That's brilliant. Now I'm going to give the final word to Richard. Richard, what are you hoping for now for the second half of the tour? Uh, just continued growth. I mean, it's it's amazing that, you know, one half of the tour is taking place and so much has been done and, and the tour has grown so much. I'm I'm just curious as to how much more it's going to grow and what directions it's going to go in. 
I just want to make sure the city champions are not forgotten in all this because they're the ones that made it happen. Well, indeed, and uh, very encouraging and positive words from everybody through our conversation today. It's about all we have time for, but I'd just like to thank all of you for, uh, for joining us, for being so candid and honest about and open about how uh, you're experiencing the Open Government Tour and how your hopes uh, and aspirations for the future are there. So I'd like to thank Alex, Jamie, Ashley, Bruce, Jean-Francois, Connie and Richard for their time this evening. Uh, and I've been talking with this crew from the Canadian Open Government Tour 2014. Now, there are plenty of ways that people listening can get on board and continue to support Richard's amazing bike tour across Canada for open government. You can attend an event, help be a local organiser, put up your hand to be a city champion where there isn't one, and spread the word via the OGT14 hashtag. So don't forget to check the GovCampus website dedicated to the tour at open.govcampus.co for more interviews about open government in Canada generally as well as around the world and also to give you information about how you can attend or support the open government tour. Thanks so much for joining us and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>